Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and oh, hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. Hello, Andy. I'm Osha Ginsberg, and that's Wolfie saying hello to Andy, our audio director. This is a podcast called Better Than Yesterday. It is here to make your day today better than yesterday. Something that you hear on this show, we'll do just that. I just want to go outside moment to Yeah, we should do that. We've been here since 2013, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Mondays and Wednesdays I'm here with a guest, Fridays I'm here with you. And there's uh, so many episodes that we, you know, really feel that deserve another run. So on Wednesdays, what we like to do is uh, hit rewind and just give you a snippet of one of the episodes of the past that is, is well worth another lap, another lap. So we're going to 2015 today and to hear from broadcaster, author, academic, dad, oh, and gold Logie winner, Waleed Ali. For six years, Waleed has... Yeah, good job, mate. For six years, Waleed has helped us make sense of what's going on in the world uh, every night on the weekly, nightly news show, The Project. Well, these parents are from Egypt, and this happens sometimes on this show when, I, I mean, I'm an immigrant. I came here when I was a baby, when I was younger than Wolf, actually. When I'm speaking with someone else who is also from, I guess, not the kind of Anglo-Aussie background. I mean, I'm white, but I did have a funny name. And I did have a funny name, and my, my parents ate weird food. Daddy, You want to see the fan? Okay, it's up there in the corner. Do you see it? It's going round and round very, very fast. So while Ed and I talked about our childhood experiences at school as, I guess, you know, people who had kind of funny names. I'm a white guy, but he had a funny name and he looked different. It's hard as a kid because you know there's nothing you can do, right? So it's a total disempowerment, uh, which is, I think, what is unique about certain kinds of prejudice and racism is probably the major category in that, you know, that you are totally irrelevant to the whole enterprise, but yet it is visited upon you in a way that you can't avoid, you know. And it sort of means that you're an easy punchline for everybody uh, when anything happens, pretty much. And, and that's a really hard... And, and you say when you get older, you can kind of write it off. I'm not sure that's true, actually. Like, I think if if you look at the experience of someone like Adam Goods, 
I, I looked at what was happening to him and I immediately got what was happening because it was so familiar. But you can see the way it wounded him. It's not that he's not a tough dude or he's not grown up enough. There's a certain quality to that sort of prejudice that if you haven't experienced, you, you can't explain, you know. Mm. Oh, sorry, you can't explain even if you have experienced it. And if you haven't, it's very hard to understand. So, yeah, it was tough. But to be honest, it was probably as far as dealing with, you know, kids at school and just dealing with growing up in Australia is concerned. Really the main figure is probably my brother because he did the same thing, right? So my parents never grew up here. They, you know, they, they experienced their share of racism. Like dad has or had a um, million stories about the way he was treated professionally, you know, the, the way his qualifications just wouldn't be recognised or the way he wouldn't get jobs he was overqualified for or, or, or very well qualified for and stuff like that to the point where I know they were going to head home they were going back to Egypt and... Um, sort of at the last minute dad got this job and mum was already there so my brother was born in Egypt because they were intending to move back and then dad was still here just finishing up and the last minute he got some job and he rang mum and said we're staying <laughs> so if it wasn't for that I'd be I'd, I'd be in Egypt now if I existed at all you know right. so you know my brother was the one who'd been through growing up in that in that environment he was the one who taught me how to play cricket he was the one who taught me how to play footy who introduced me to all those cultural tropes in Australia so that they were just Indigenous to me. And I think he was probably, in that respect, the respect of finding a place within Australian culture, he was the most important figure. Because mum and dad simply couldn't be. Like, they don't have the experience to do that, you know. I don't know if you found the same thing. I'm, I'm kind of envious of your experience, to be honest. Yeah. Because we were, we played sport, we played soccer. Yeah, well, that's no, yeah. Yeah, in Brisbane in yeah, the 70s. Yeah, well. Yeah, nah. It was us and all the other Slavics. That's what, yeah, <laughs> and that's what made your umlauts really uncool. Yeah, we were, well, it was us and all Euros. It was it. There yeah. was no Aussies there. If you were playing a guitar, maybe. Oh, I tried that later on. That yeah, worked. That worked out. After the soccer thing, though. No, it's hard no. to come back from that. No, so you were no. playing wog ball, right? Absolutely. Yeah that's, yeah, that's hard. Like at an all boys rugby school. Oh god, yeah, I'm so sorry. And it was a muso that's, with a Jewish last name. That's bad, man. <laughs> That's like a, that's a trifecta. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. So you obviously, though, managed to rise above the the small mindedness, and I guess at that point you could still maybe around kids just call it just inexperience. They just didn't know what they were mm-hmm. doing. And I and I've spoken about this on this show before. Um, if I remember some of the things that I said that I heard coming out of my mouth. I said them because I made I heard other kids laugh at them, and so yeah. I just parroted what they said. I had no idea yeah. what I was saying yeah. um, when I said those jokes. Yeah. All right, uh, every kid's got a story like that. Yeah, so that could have beaten you down, but it mm. did. It, it, you know, you, you managed to stay engaged enough in education system that you were, then went on through high school and you went on to uni. Did was yeah. it, did you find a way around that? Did you early early on? Did you find a way to rationalise it? Um, well, I want to be careful here because I don't want to overstate it. So, like, it was always present. Yeah. There were moments where it would appear, like, there'd be flashpoints and a lot of them were around sport. But I'd be lying if I said this was, like, the dominant experience of my life Mm. growing up, you know, and having my brother there really helped in a lot of ways. But, you know, I had friends all the way through. You know, my my lunchtimes were never cowering in a corner while someone tried to kick me in the head. That that was not my school experience, you know. Uh, And because I had a brother who was so much older than me, I was really good at footy and cricket. 
much earlier than everyone else because in the backyard I was going up against this monster, right? And so when it was kids my own age, it was suddenly easy, right? So, I mean, I got crap pretty quickly, but by that stage the, the social capital had been built, right? Ah. So as long as I was being picked first in the playground, that was kind of cool. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to overstate it, but as far as like education and just sort of finding your way in spite of the prejudice that was there, you know, I never linked these, those two things. Like it was never, this was never going to be something that was going to cause me to opt out of life. Mm. I was always going to go pretty hard at whatever it is I was doing. I certainly get the feeling that once Waleed decides to do something, nothing will get in the way. During our conversation, we turn to world issues and honestly, 2015 okay. seems like a bit of a simpler time, doesn't it? I asked Waleed if he believes that a path out of, I don't know, some of the world's issues starts with education. Definitely can. Uh, it doesn't solve everything. So I think the idea that we can educate our way out of every mess, I disagree with because I think some of our problems are to do with the integrity of our characters, not the quality of our minds. And that's a really important distinction. There are a lot of really intelligent bigots. That's when I really hurt my forehead from slapping it so hard. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's when yeah, I really hurt that's myself. When, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I, I, like I think a lot of the most catastrophic episodes in history are authored by some of the most intelligent people. I suspect Stalin was very bright. But there is also a level of, I don't know what you call it, a level of conflict and prejudice that does exist at a sort of reptilian level that's not about Sorry, that, that can be remedied with education, right? Mm. There's, there's a lot of, and, and I think there's a lot of well-meaning prejudice in that way, you know, stuff that it's just ignorance or it's just insensitivity or people who haven't learnt how to think in the position of someone else, which is what a lot of it comes down to. And when we can't understand something immediately as being immediately referable to our own experience, then we freak out about it. And, you know, so I think there's a lot of that sort of stuff. But that's not sufficient. I think there are some people for whom they have a very thoroughly thought through malevolent view of the world and they want to impose that view. And only thing that education will really do for those people is help them refine that view of the world. That's a failure of character. Because their lens is so super glued on yeah. that it can never be shifted from you know all people of this insert group here are yeah. this insert yeah. character defect and so there. I will just become more and more ingenious at mounting arguments to that effect <laughs> yeah yeah you know and I, I think a lot of those particularly genocidal um, movements mm. or even if they're not genocidal just ultra-violent or whatever you know I think a lot of those movements are a mixture of the intellect like ideology mm. and more deep-seated psychological and emotional needs around security, right? Which is why it's no surprise that when you look back at Nazism and fascism and pretty much all of the isms that have been catastrophic, they almost always come after some period of humiliation, right? So for Germany after World War I and the Depression, which hits Germany particularly hard because of its the debt it effectively owes to America and the stock market crash. So you have that. That's ripe for 
for the ideology of Nazism to take root. Fascism in Italy after the... They, they were on the, with the victors in World War I, but they call it the mutilated victory because they can get anything out of it, nothing they thought they were going to get, you know. So there's that humiliation and defeat and that triggers a, a response that's all about pride and returning esteem. And when you're in that situation, education only functions to add some intellectual steel to that deeper sort of psychosocial need for rehabilitation, right? Mm. Which is why I get frustrated when people try to, like looking at contemporary phenomena like global terrorism, when people try to boil it down to one explanatory factor. So they'll, so they'll say it's all about religion or it's all about ideology or it's all about American foreign policy or whatever. It's like, no, you're missing the point. None of these things on their own is sufficient to cause this. None of them. Nothing on its own is sufficient to cause any of this. Nuance, even in 2022, we still don't always see the bigger picture. While it is one of the very few people who is not on social media, he'll talk about that. It's quite a good reason. <laughs> right after we take an ad break here. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Waleed Ali has been in our living rooms nearly every weeknight since 2015, doing his best and, you know, a real brilliant job, to be honest, at explaining what is actually going on in the world and why. Now, at the time, I felt it was kind of near impossible to explain every issue thoroughly. I don't believe this stuff is incomprehensible. I do believe there is, like I say, a character-driven resistance to try and understand these things in this complexity because we're in some ways not motivated to understand what's going on. We actually just want to rage about it. We're at whoever it is, whether it's at America or at Muslims or whatever, in whatever direction we want to rage in, that's actually our motivation, I think, a lot of the time. So there's that. But also we don't actually have a forum for the exploration of these things. And that sounds like a weird thing to say in an age where we are so pleased with ourselves about the forums that we have as though they somehow lead us to some higher level of consciousness and awareness about other human beings. That's crap. Like, sorry, it's just crap. Our forums are becoming more and more restrictive, less and less capable of having long-range, like, multifactorial nuanced conversations about complex matters like the outpouring of violence in the Middle East, right? We, we actually don't have the forums for it. So we have no way of carrying on this conversation, which means in the 30 seconds or the 140 characters or the 800 words that you might have at your disposal at various times, all you can do is try to say something 
that will be informative, but it will only ever be partial and it will immediately outrage whoever it is that wants to push <laughs> in the opposite direction yeah. and argue about a different causative factor, right? Yeah. So we, what, what, what effectively has happened is we, I think our discourse has become fanatical in the sense that we run with an idea and we want that idea to explain everything, right? Whether that idea be refugees are bad or whether that idea be white privilege is bad. Like, no part of the political spectrum deserves to be exempt from this accusation, right? The, the point is that our discourse has become so fragmented, it is necessarily so misleadingly partial, you know? And part of the reason it's partial, I think, you know, our forums and part of it, I think our characters are like that. So I mentioned social media. One of the things I don't like about social media is what it does to the conversation because, A, the forum issue I've just discussed, but, B, everyone who's entering into social media at varying levels you know, of consciousness is engaging in a performance. And that's when trying to understand complex things becomes difficult because if you are trying to understand something complicated in the mode of performing for other people for their approval then actually you become very quickly wedded to a singular perspective, a singular position, and you become less and less open to being persuaded because that compromises your performance. Uh, we're all on a stage now. I want to get those likes, man. Yeah. I want to get those love hearts on my Instagram pictures. That's right. I want to get those retweets. Yeah. What's that's the scoreboard of our lives. Yeah. I think that's a horrific way for us to try to live. But, you know, I don't claim that will ever cease <laughs> like the, the horse is bolted yeah but I just don't I just don't find it healthy and, and and then it bothers me when I hear people say we're engaging it's like no this is not engagement this is performance and as someone whose job it is to like perform every weekday I'm really sensitive to this because I intrinsically recognise that that is a very dangerous mode to be in for a lot of your life and I worry that it's becoming now so ingrained in every part of our lives, down to the food that we choose to order at cafes and whatever. Because it makes a good photo. Right. <laughs> We're becoming constant performers, constant reviewers, <laughs> and constant producers of content without ever stopping and thinking, should I produce any content? Like, you know, sometimes shutting up's a good thing. Now, I know this is ironic coming from me. I, I get that. Look, it's okay. But it's one of the reasons I choose not to be on social media is, I, I'm talking way too much. Like, it, it's a good thing for me not to have another outlet that means that I'm going to have something to say 24 hours a day. It's a good thing for me to shut up occasionally, you know, beyond the moments where I'm contractually obliged not to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, maybe we should all do a little bit more of that, you know, being quiet. I, I won't be completely quiet personally because uh, I'll be back here on Friday. And Monday with a, a brand new conversation, hopefully with, with Dan Adams, who runs a uh, power company called Amber. You can find Wiley Dali on the project uh, every night on the Network 10 here in Australia. He also writes quite brilliantly and quite regularly for the Fairfax Papers. We are doing live shows. If you want to come, we'd love you to come along. I want along. to draw a car for Daddy, you Mama. Want to, you want to draw a car? Great. Well, here's a piece of paper and I'll get you a pencil. Hang on, mate. Pencil, pencil. Here's a pencil. There you go. There's a pencil. Um, 
Yeah, we're doing we're doing live shows. We're doing live shows. Melbourne, we're there on the third of April. Brisbane, we're there on the twenty second. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna roll I'm not gonna roll you up. I'm gonna hold on to you so you don't fall off. And um yeah, we'd love to see you. We'd absolutely love to see you. Thank you to those of you who have already got tickets. For those of you who are yet to uh yet to get on board. Look, I'd love you to come and experience the podcast vibe, you know, when you listen to a show and if you feel like you're connected with my guest or me or both of us, imagine what that's like in the room. It's great and I'd love you to be a part of it. 3rd of April in Melbourne at Chapel of Chapel, 22nd in Brisbane. If you're not in either of those cities, let someone know who is because, hey, Wolfie, can you say, because we've got to shift some units. We have to use some units. We do. We've got to keep the lights on, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> ah, it's honest, the fridge needs filling. <laughs> Whoa, hang on. We're just reaching for Bunny right across the record button. Here's Bunny. All right, we got to go and upload this. See you on Friday. See you on Friday. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.